Hello, and welcome back to episode number seven of OMG Spot, Pillow Talk for the Soul. I'm Lisa Wade, and here with co-host Elise Shulman, and we're excited today to talk to you, talk with you about a little sexiness. You feeling sexy, Elise? I am feeling sexy today. (laughs) Yay. Yay. So, what feels sexy? Oh... You know, just taking time this morning, getting ready for the day, there was definitely this energy of the more that I care for myself, the sexier I feel. I really like the dress that I'm wearing. Yes. <laughs> it's very form-fitting, um, and so that that helps me feel sexy as well. Um, yeah, but it, you know, it comes from so many different places, and it seems like it changes all the time what it is that makes me feel sexy. Do you wear dresses a lot? Yes. Do you? Yeah. Do you find that you, that you feel sexier in dresses than you do in, in pants or shorts? Um, so for me, it's actually about comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I, I told you last time, I don't wear underwear. That's <laughs> not <funny>. me. <laughs> and so I also, that I don't wear jeans. That would be horribly uncomfortable. It'd rub a lot. So I'm either in yoga pants or I'm in dresses. And I find that I tend to lean towards dresses because they're much more flattering for my figure. Um, so it's not so much about sexiness as that I'm just way more comfortable in dresses. But I think that the comfort lends itself to the sexiness because it's not like, oh, I'm in my pajamas kind of comfortable. It's like I'm dressed up comfortable. Gotcha. So, so there, it sounds like there's almost a confidence thing that goes along with sexiness. Do you, do you see the two as being kind of corollary, you know, that the more confident you feel, maybe the more sexy you feel as well? I think they're probably the same thing for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's a difference. You know, I have heard some, some people, especially men say that confidence is incredibly sexy in a woman, that, that, that feeling of just when they're exuding confidence, whether it's in the bedroom or elsewhere, that, that, that is in and of itself can be a turn on and, and incredibly sexy. So that I hadn't made that correlation, you know, in terms of like comfort and and clothes and confidence and what I'm wearing and how sexy I feel, but I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, we walk differently. Right. When we're feeling confident, we present ourselves to the world differently. There's not the hiding Mm. that tends to be taking place if we don't have confidence. And so I think that in and of itself, right, (laughs) the way that you present yourself. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You'd mentioned um, like in, in, going to Target and picking out new bra and panty set, even though that's not necessarily your, your bag of fun, you know, especially if you go typically go commando, but that there was something about that, that it sounded like was kind of sexy and fun too. Yeah. And it might have been part of the contrast because it's not something I usually do. Mm -hmm. And just trying it on and seeing how it feels and just loving up my body. I love it. Yeah, you know, one thing we did mention at the end of, of the last show was the, um, the idea that, that sexy is a state of mind, that, uh, you know, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with necessarily what the scale says or the, you know, the pounds on the body or, I, you know, 
that it's more of a state of mind, but there are certainly some things that can put us more in a sexy state of mind, whether it's a V-neck shirt versus a turtleneck, you know, <laughs> for me that, you know, give me a good V-neck and, and I feel so much sexier than I do with, with a round neck shirt. I don't know why that is. Um, but the comfort level of clothes, even though I've had those moments when I wear spanks as a way of trying to suck everything in so that I might appear more sexy on the outside, I never feel sexy in them. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's like a sexy killer <laughs> for me, just in the way that I feel. And it probably has to do with comfort level, um, you know, because they're not the most uh, for me anyway, they're not the most comfortable things. Um, and it's almost like I'm trying to trying to hide. Right. I mean, just the very idea of spanks. I'm try probably trying to show some stuff off and hide stuff at the same time. So there's this push and pull that feels kind of weird. And, I, you know, other people probably have very different experiences of that. But I think finding that thing that that helps you to feel sexy or opens the door to, to greater sexiness matters. Absolutely. Have you found that as you've kind of been diving into this new relationship that you're finding new things that make you feel sexy or that with different people, different things feel sexy to you? Um, one thing I've really appreciated in, in the new relationship is um, he has an appreciation for like bare face, right? Like not a whole lot of makeup. And I've always been, uh, you know, my, my eyelashes are blonde, you know, and all this stuff. So I always feel like my face just kind of disappears if I don't have makeup on. And to hear that 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 maybe is when he finds me most beautiful and to have him use that word you know even when i'm not wearing makeup or when my hair is a mess or whatever i so appreciate that and and it makes it easier or i have found maybe it helps um kind of underscore my own confidence to feel sexy all the time not just sexy when i'm made up and man i appreciate that and i and i, I didn't realize that just a little bit of you know, while I'm not a huge fan of thinking we need a bunch of out external validation, at the same time, hearing little things like that is really nice, you know, and, and, it, and it does help to support that confidence level to where I'm like, oh, I, I can be okay just exactly as I am. And, and that's something that, that he says to me too. <laughs> and the first time he said it, I was like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of a Bridget Jones, you know, movie or something. And <laughs> Then I had, again, enormous gratitude and appreciation for that idea of I can be perfect just the way that I am. And mm -hmm. even if that means no makeup or even if that means, you know, a t-shirt and boxers running around, you know, or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, that, that helps my confidence. It makes me feel a whole lot sexier. And um, I will say I do believe he um, enjoys the benefit of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yay him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay him. Yeah, I definitely agree that confidence is very attractive. It's um, magnetic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've um, dated women and I had one girlfriend in particular who was incredibly insecure and that ended up ending the relationship because she was constantly comparing our bodies and you know, saying stupid things like you're the prettier one. And I'm just like, there's nothing appealing about this. 
<laughs> like the, it was just a constant turnoff. It's just energy that feels really heavy and isn't enjoyable to be around. And um, I think that sex gets to be a lighthearted thing, right? And when there's all that density around it, it's like, oh, I don't even want to go there. Just lost the mood. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and I think that that's a good point, you know, that it both what makes us feel sexy, but also do we find the same thing sexy in another person? And confidence, I do find sexy in another person, especially their own confidence in, in the bedroom, you know, in life, but also in the bedroom. And I think that there is an, an, a distinction between confidence and ego, I, you know, I mean, excessive bravado or, or whatever. Um, that's a total turnoff to me, you know, start, start going there. And I'm like, ew, yuck. <laughs> but there, but there's a difference between a genuine, true confidence. And I think more the idea of being truly comfortable in, in our own skin and with who we are and that willingness to be, to be naked and vulnerable with another person or with ourselves and not feel like we have to hide. Um, or that there are certain things that we need to, you know, cover up or, or, or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) How much do you think knowing yourself contributes to confidence? Mm. I think it, I think it depends on what you choose to focus on in knowing yourself. Mm. Right. Because I, I have been around people that have done a lot of introspection and a lot of inner work, but they so focus on the things that aren't perfect, you know, and are so fixated on fixing themselves that it's kind of like they, they miss all the beauty that's there too. And sure, we've all got stuff we can work on. <laughs> you know, we all do. That's part of the beauty of being human and the beauty of, of getting to, to grow and learn and, and experience ourselves and if we're only focusing on the stuff that needs, quote, fixed or that we don't think is perfect, that to me just kind of misses the point. So, mm-hmm. so you pass that. And I, I, I find people who are self-aware very sexy. I, you know, that whole, especially men who are willing to, to look internally and like examine especially feelings and, and their, own, their own inner stuff and, and be willing to just engage with that level of, of personal responsibility to, to know themselves. Oh man, that, that's a huge turn on to me. Um, and especially when they can appreciate the good stuff inside too, and not just fixate on, you know, the little things that they think aren't perfect. The perfect, perfect parts. It's funny you say that because that's not a turn on for me. Really? Which is so weird, right? And I'm thinking about, um, you know, we talked last time about contrast and how I love contrast. Like, I think I would get really bored mm-hmm. um, with a highly self-aware, highly tuned into your emotions kind of man. And I really love men who are super physical. Like that I'm all about blue collar man who like tool belt gets dirty, knows how to fix shit, like using his body. And that's my husband to a T. Yeah. I'm with you there. I'll admit I am. I am so with you there. 
Yeah. And what is it about that, that, that turns you on that you find sexy? Oh, um, I think it's because it's something that I'm missing a lot of in mm. terms of connection to the physical world. Uh, that's like my least understood realm is this physical world. And I feel very awkward in the 3d world. And so to see a man be so comfortable in the 3d world and know how the 3d world works, I'm just in awe. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like I love that he notices things in the world that I don't notice. And it, it'll be like silly things like how a building is built or, you know, little shit. Like I often try and open the door the wrong way. And he's always like, babe, you just got to look at the hinges. And so like little things like that, I'm just like, you're so smart. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never thought about this. <laughs> Um, so I, I love having a perspective that's not my own and an understanding that's not my own, something that is in that deep contrast to me. And I think that being with someone who is too much like me would just gross me out. Oh, that's, this is one of the things I love about teaming up with you for these conversations is because through our own self-exploration, you know that you thrive in contrast. Mm -hmm. And then I'm more comfortable with similarity when it comes to, to this. And, and what's interesting is like we both are attracted to guys who know how to do things, you know, and don't mind getting dirty and don't mind sweating and putting forth work and effort. And with me, I don't mind doing that either. Right. So like putting up drywall in a building that, you know, where I finished out the inside or, you know, painting, just doing stuff, building things. I love that crap. And it's a total turn on to watch someone else work or to be able to do that work side by side. That's my favorite is to be able to do the work side by side and both experience it too. What I found um, is that in appreciating that about men and like outdoor, you know, enthusiast men, that, that is a huge turn on for me too. Um, motorcycle riding men, I don't know why, sexy, Woo! but you know, but I, I, you know, have ridden motorcycles in the past. I mean, that was, that was my thing. And so, so there's a similarity aspect, but what I've also found is a real desire to also, and I don't know if it's, a holding space might be the wrong, the wrong phrase, but I think so often for men who fit those categories that they've also been conditioned to think that exploring inwardly or having those emotions or, or experiencing the feelings or being willing to talk about any of that is somehow not manly. You know, mm -hmm. that in our culture, and our society, we don't do that. And so for me, finding someone who can be both, you know, the manly man, you know, by, you know, doing stuff, knowing how to do things and then being willing to do them. And then also couple that with the other side of um, the like mental and emotional connection to self too. Oh my God. That is, that to me is like this beautiful, just <clears throat> combination of yummy, let's get naked and let me jump on you kind of goodness. So. Yeah, I, I, but again, you know, it's contrast or similarity or I, I don't know. Oh, wow. I, some guys might be totally turned off by girls who, you know, know how to fix things because they might be threatened by that. I, I don't know. 
I love that you talk about focus too, like where we're putting our focus, because even in this scenario, like in relationships, for example, my husband and I will get into conflict when we tend to focus on how our differences don't work versus how our differences complement each other. And I know that he's often been like, oh my gosh, I'm married to this like highly introverted woman who doesn't ever want to leave the house. She doesn't drink. She doesn't, right? Like he wants to ride the motorcycle with me on the back. And all I can think about is like, oh, I'm going to get a headache. (laughs) It's going to be so noisy. (laughs) And so whether we like to be or are turned on by those who are like us or those who are different, our focus matters so much and what we're paying attention to in order to feed that desire or the confidence that we have, right? Because if I'm in a relationship and all I'm focused on is how we don't work because of what's contrasting in our relationship, that's going to impact my confidence, right? And that's going to impact how sexy I feel. I don't think we can have Like, can bad attitudes and sexiness, like, exist in the same realm? Ooh. Makes it really hard, I would think. Right? Like, can you be in that place of judgment and, like, ugh, this isn't working and be sexy? Like, for me, sexy feels like this very light, like, I always want to move my shoulders when I talk about feeling sexy. You're a shoulder girl. I'm a hip girl. Let me me get this going. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, the judgment or the, this isn't working, having the focus on what isn't serving feels like very contracted energy and sexual energy is very fluid moving energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, judgment is contraction, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that's, so that makes total sense. And especially if, if in moments of passion, we're using that time to be judgmental either toward ourselves or toward our partner either way because it can go both ways I know that when when I am in an encounter of a physical nature and I'm you know judging myself in my own head I'm up in my head criticizing oh my god there's a roll there and he just touched it ah you know that totally brings me out of the mood it totally does and I'm sure that that they feel that too yeah but yeah if I'm judging the other person in my head there there's be sexy things happening or it's not going to be very enjoyable for either one of us probably if there is you know so yeah yeah and I've definitely been in that space of being in my head I had to ask my husband a couple months ago just because every time he's behind I envision my rolls and my ass and it's like not pretty in my mind and so I'm like okay I have to ask like I need you to be radically honest with me when you are behind me and we're having sex. Is this what you're thinking about? (laughs) And I'm so glad I asked because he's like, absolutely not. Like, I love this view. Like, this is one of my favorite things. And so that massively helped. Again, communication. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Get out of my own head. So I wasn't just like, oh my God, what is he seeing? (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorites used to be <laughs> um, the morning quickie, then over the bathroom cabinet, you know, the, there's the big mirrors, but with behind, and, and I'm, 
I had to get over looking. I mean, you know, because nothing looks pretty when there's a mirror here and mirrors all around. And I'm just like, I, I, I just have to tune all that out because when, when, when I'm in my body in the moment, hot damn, does it feel good when I'm in my head and judging uh, it, you know, it, it feels less good because um, my focus is other places. But yeah, there, there's something about that when you're not in your head that is mm, <laughs> worth not being in your head about, you know? Well, and I imagine too that when you are present with what's happening and the feeling good that you see yourself as looking better as well. Would you say that's true? Um, maybe. I, I really just have to kind of disconnect from the what does this look like thing and to assume their eyes are not where my eyes are, right? His eyes are going to be in a very specific spot and my eyes just need to, I, and I can't see that. So all I can see is what the mirror is showing. And um, I guess the opportunity is to go, oh, damn, that's kind of nice too. Huh. <laughs> to just shift that. And really it could be that easy. Yeah or for me to focus on him in the mirror mm -hmm. instead of focusing on me in the mirror. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. voyeuristic, so I would be all about looking at the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but I, I love that. Yeah, look at okay. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why was I looking at myself in the first place? But, you know? <laughs> What was up with that? And maybe that's just normal, but yeah, to look at him. Hmm. Well, it's kind of like sex face, you know. I mean, when it's good, yeah. I mean, never mind the noise, but the face does. I, I we've kind of talked about this. I think you've mentioned that your face can get kind of, you know, big old face. And I used to get all kind of again in my head about that, you know, worried about oh, you know, what what does this really look like on the other side? until I had to ask that question. And yeah, apparently that was a turn on. And so I'm like, oh, crazy O face is, is a turn on? Absolutely. I'm like, okay, hot damn. I can stop <laughs> worrying about that and just go with it instead. And so maybe there is this thing, you know, about communication and just being willing to ask the question and roll with the answer. And I what I'm learning more and more about men is that they just don't get up in their heads the way we do about the things that we do when it comes to sex. I mean, you know, that's a huge generalization. I'm sure it doesn't apply to everyone, but at least in the conversations that I've had, it's like, oh my God, yeah, these are not the things that are on our mind at all. <laughs> yeah, they're most likely not thinking about the things that we're thinking about, that we're worried about and if they are feeling insecure they're definitely not thinking about the things that we're feeling insecure about yeah yeah, yeah. perspective thank you for that yay <laughs> <laughs> i've tried to think other things that make me feel sexy though dancing i don't know what it is about dancing maybe that's why you know so many religions have tried to ban it <laughs> because it it, do, it does i mean once i get my hips going you know and and working with the music and i think it's because it's a for me with the hips, it's a very sacral experience. And like, that's one of the ways that I, that I use to open up my, my sacral chakra too. But man, once the energy's flow in there, whew, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's why, you know, the whole belly dance, the time that I did belly dance lessons and things like that, why I loved it. Um, 
because I did. I just, I felt sexy. It, I may have looked like a goofball, but I felt sexy. And I think it was just from the hip action and getting the boobs involved. And here I am dancing, you know, <laughs> for you right now. Um, <laughs> looking like a goofball, but damn, I feel good. <laughs> so what about you? Do you, do you dance? Do you? I love dancing. Dancing definitely like helps me feel sexy and gets me in the mood for sure. Yeah. Now, does your husband dance with you? Or is this a solo lap? Uh, it's usually solo. Uh-huh. He'll occasionally bust out some moves. <laughs> but I just like dancing by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something about any man that I've been in relationship with has been a non-dancer. Or if they did dance, it was more like the Carlton, you know, or the white boy overbite, you know, 80s you know, dance steps. And, um, but typically we're hesitant to do it. And, but there's something I find really, um, that I really appreciate about a man who's willing to dance, even if it's not, um, you know, not a sexual thing, cause I'll dance with friends and it, and it's not, it doesn't turn into a sexual thing at all, but, um, but a willingness to dance. And, and I laugh, oh my God, when I'm dancing, especially with someone else and it's fun and they're, you know, like spinning me around the dance floor and, and I'm actually letting them lead, which that's a big deal for me. I can't help but just laugh almost the entire time because I'm having so much fun and not laughing at, there's, there's a trend here. I'm noticing. Yes. <laughs> laugh after a good big O, laugh while dancing. Yeah. But maybe, maybe for me, that, that's a connection. That's something that is really joy-filled and enjoyable um, leads to that laughter thing. I don't know. And I think laughter is sexy, personally. I, I just, I love laughs. And I love other people's laughs. And I love laughing. And, and there's something about that that is, I don't know, just reminds me that I'm alive, you know, and that life is good. Yeah. I love that. And it sounds like laughter is that thing that gets you back in that creative flow Mm. in the creative energy. And that is sexual energy. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about sexy blocks? I mean, uh, getting in our heads, obviously, Uh but are, are there things that, that you're like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, whether, whether it's, and I, I don't think we intentional block intentionally block, feeling sexy. Mm-hmm. We might notice things, you know, I know when my clothes are tight, I don't feel sexy. So <laughs> it's either in the body where the clothes aren't tight or just buy bigger clothes. <laughs> Wear That's clothes funny because I feel sexy in tight clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so blocks. Um, I think so much for me is my mood. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the way that I'm feeling. So it goes back to that conversation. If I'm in some sort of like contracted judgmental, whiny victim lack energy um that's definitely going to block the sexiness for sure um any sort of like guilt shame yeah um sexual trauma for sure yeah yeah and guilt and shame and fear so often go hand in hand with those you know um I think that's one of the reasons that for me that I've carried around excess weight for most of my life, 
because when I start, when I start losing weight and feeling really good in my own skin and really feeling sexy, not that I'm trying to work it in any other way, but when people start acknowledging that, damn girl, you look good or, you know, whatever, um, it triggers something that's really uncomfortable. And, um, I, I have found that when that happens, I'll, I'll start packing on the pounds and it's almost like it's insulation or protection. And maybe it's a root chakra thing I need to work on, you know, just in terms of that, that safety feeling, you know, that, that when I feel sexy, I can also feel safe. Um, and maybe that's why I feel sexier with some people because I feel safe with some people. Um, and that's one thing in the new relationship that I'm so grateful for because there, there is this like foundation of, of secureness or, or I, I just feel safe. Like, like I can, like it's safe to be vulnerable and because it feels safe to be vulnerable and, and naked and fully, truly me, it feels safe to be sexy too. Yeah. And so to me, those kind of go hand in hand as well. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way, but absolutely safety is sexy. Feeling safe is sexy. Whenever my husband and I are in conflict and I don't feel emotionally safe, last thing I want to do is have sex. It's like, nope, we got to build that emotional bridge first. Um, and I'm glad you brought in the root chakra thing because, you know, sex is both root chakra and sacral chakra and sex at the root is all about the very like carnal, right? Like I'm here to survive. It's that's right. It's all about survival and, and that sense of belonging and the sense of safety. And it's the foundation and sex at the sacral is all about the pleasure. Um, and so it, it feels lighter than mm -hmm. sex at the, the root, which isn't necessarily more dense, but it feels, uh, more weighted or like, I don't know how to describe it. No. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up because my, my daughter was very much a planned pregnancy. Right. And I mean, very much planned and the whole, just the whole lead up and, and okay, when am I most fertile and let's make sure to have sex then. I mean, just the whole thing and sex for the purpose of procreation kind of for me lost all that sensual aspect. It was like, let's get the job done rather than let's have a pleasurable experience in it. Mm -hmm. There was like a specific outcome we were, we were shooting for, you know? Um, but it was, it was more root related just in terms of, of procreation on purpose. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that before, but yeah, it was very business-like, very business-like. Yeah. And as you say that, you know, I started out having sex, um, to try and find belonging mm -hmm. in this sense of like, if, if a man will sleep with me, then it means that I'm, I, I belong somewhere or I'm safe or I am protected. And it was not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It was just something that I did because of my wounding and this belief that I had to do it. And so it's interesting that perspective, but at the, on the flip side of that, that very like carnal, like I would put fucking in the category of, of root chakra. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, yeah. that feels really good too. So there's, you know, two sides of the coin with that. And allowing both to be present without judging either one. Mm -hmm. Right. I, um, and, and some people feel more comfortable in one, you know, approaching more from a root 
straight up, you know, fucking kind of situation versus love making or, you know, whatever we want to, we want to call the other. Um, but there's room for both. And, and I think it's necessary to experience both to keep from, keep from getting bored at some level. Boredom to me is very unsexy. Mm -mm. And if I ever use the word tedious, tedious is like the most unsexy word on the planet for me. And, and if, if the thought, Ooh, this is becoming tedious comes up, whether it's in conversation during the middle of sex, during in relationship, whatever that that's like, that that's a bad omen. <laughs> is that one of your biggest fears in the bedroom that you'll get bored? I no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm pretty well. I say that, but there have been times when when things become habitual. You know, okay, mm -hmm. you're gonna touch me there. I'm gonna touch you here. Uh, 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 okay, and it's not. Uh, you know, and when it when it gets to that point, I'm like, uh, let's spice this up a little. And I kind of like we've talked about last time when I. In some, in some relationships, when I've tried to spice it up a little, then like all these red flags of, well, why isn't what's happening now fine? And, you know, why isn't it okay? And so I think that some of us have a more um, kind of adventurous nature outside the bedroom and might want to do a little bit more exploring inside the bedroom. And that, that might be uncomfortable for some people. And I have a very adventurous nature outside right? Like outdoor adventure, let, you know, um, but I'll be honest, I really haven't explored that that much, uh, on the sex front. But I, and I'm just realizing that, that that adventurous side has kind of not been explored in the bedroom. Huh. I'm so surprised by that. You made a comment in one of our episodes and I don't remember which one it was about how, well, if I communicate uh, you know, my wants, does that just mean like, there's nothing left to explore? Mm. And for you to not like have all this area that you haven't explored, I just find that fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice to know that there's still opportunities for firsts, you know, and still opportunity for, for exploration and for encounters with, you know, a new person to be, expansive, you know, instead of more of the same. And, and for me, every, every encounter is different. You know, there's different levels of, I mean, with different people, you know, there's different levels of connection or um, just the experience is very, very different, but then having the opportunity to explore in a new way with someone new, that, I'm kind of getting excited just thinking about it. I don't know what that looks like. And it's a little scary. I mean, I'll be honest. It's a little, it's a little scary and I'm not, and when I say haven't explored, that's not from a, from a prudish kind of, ooh, missionary is the only thing. <laughs> that's not my take at all. Um, but even things like, like oral sex, right? Some people love that. And I haven't been as much of a fan. I, I love giving. Receiving or giving? Oh, okay. Receiving. I love giving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that there's some things when you know when you know you're good at certain things, you want to do them. And that's just one that I, I'm, I've got a lot of confidence around that one. <laughs> you know? And so here, let, let me share. Um, but the receiving, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I, 
I, I did not, um, for the longest time, that was not my thing. And I, I would push it away because I just, I didn't. And I think part of it, do you remember the, the comedian Andrew Dice Clay? Do you, no. If there's anybody that I could just kick right in the junk <laughs> for spreading, propagating certain information, it was this whole idea of, oh, while you're down there, just imagine that you're, that you're tracing the letters of the alphabet with your tongue. And I'm like, what kind of fucked up dumbass bullshit is this? You know, because it doesn't even feel good. And there were, I mean, I've had partners that that's what they would do. And then they would brag about that's what they were doing. And I'm like, yeah, and it's working not at all. And so I was very frustrated. But I don't know. I think I would get in my own head about that experience. Because that, I mean, there's a little right up in there, you know? Mm -hmm. And But then... What I found more, much more recently was that when it's so obvious that they are so enjoying the experience of giving pleasure in that way, that their turn on from it becomes a turn on for me. And then I'm like, oh, okay, how, how about I just relax into this and roll with it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think part of the issue for me with that before is it felt disconnected, you know? I mean... Because what am I, what, what do I do while you're doing that? Oh, what, what, what do I do? Receive. And, Receive. and that, yeah, that was part of the problem. Cause I'm like, but uh, uh, yeah. And so the idea of, I had to get comfortable with just being willing and able to receive and to get out of my head mm -hmm. and, you know, cause all the little, all the little fears and what ifs and, ah, you know, <laughs> yeah. How do I smell? How do I taste? How's my pubic hair? Right. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I had refried beads last night. What could that mean? <laughs> I mean, just the whole thing. And so letting go of that and allowing someone else to actually experience enjoyment in giving and me to actually experience the enjoyment in receiving, that's been a big shift. And, and I'm grateful to make the shift. And now I'm like, woo! <laughs> I'll take more of that. Thank you. <laughs> Where are you on that? So, I think we need to hijack this conversation and have you give us a tutorial on how to give good head to a woman. <laughs> because um, why are the ABCs wrong? Help me out, Lisa. <laughs> During cunnilingus, and just the, there's yeah, I, there's no consistency. I, I think that there's something to be said for. Um, for some consistent action, getting into a pattern, you know, I'm there for me, and it might be different for other people, but for me, there's, there's something about getting into a pattern and having some consistency and then working toward a build. A rhythm. That, yeah. Rhythm that, that really helps. And, um, when there, when, when there's no rhythm in it at all, it's all just, um, either sporadic or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. It's almost like a little bit of structure there helps. <laughs> yeah. I have read that, and I have no idea how credible the source is, um, that men prefer the inconsistency. Really? It, it excites them to have like the movement shift and to like move into that place of uh, mystery and unexpected. And so I wonder if, you know, from that male perspective, that's why it's like, well, then the ABCs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And, you know, I've, I've heard that too, the idea of getting, getting close and then doing something different to back it down a little bit and then create a bigger and bigger and bigger build. So it, at the end, you know, the, 
the O is more explosive. Um, and there's, I, I appreciate that thinking to a degree. And there's also the part of me that's like, oh my God, I'm right there. Just let me do this. Just freaking let me do this. And if you're not going to let me do it, get out of the way. Because, you know, I can let myself do this. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there is that moment where I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> just let me go. Um, so, I mean, I'll be honest that when I'm patient and work through it, there's always a much better payoff at the end. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's totally fine to just have sex to get off. And it's totally fine to just have sex, to enjoy sex and not get off at all. And mm -hmm. so just honoring like what you need in the moment and then communicating that. And, you know, there probably isn't a, really a guidebook of like, this is how it's supposed to be done, especially because you know, emotions are always changing. Our energy levels are always changing. And what we want one day is not what we're going to want next time. And yep. Yep. Communication, communication, communication. Well, in different times of the month, even, you know, for me, what I want, I, I'll be honest, right, right before my period, whew, I am a frisky ball, a hormone ready for action kind of gal. And, you know, some people get cranky and, and PMSy, and I just get horny. I'm like, oh, you know? And so especially in those moments, um, the quick and dirty and let's just, let's just go. Um, whereas for other people, when, when, you know, there's a, there's a hormone difference that might be when they really want to be held and, and, and nurtured and, and, you know, um, so I think that's, that's one thing too, is not assuming that everyone's the same and being willing to have that communication with the partner because their previous partner may have wanted something totally different or needed something totally different. And it's okay for us to be different, you know, um, but we just, we shouldn't make assumptions. Mm -hmm. And that goes for us too, not making assumptions about what guys want or need. Yeah, absolutely. So I, my story about making assumptions, I love giving head and mm -hmm. I, I thought I was great at it, um, but it, <laughs> it came up in therapy <laughs> that the way I was doing it, my husband was not enjoying it. Really? Of course, he doesn't want to say anything. It's like, I don't want her to stop. But, and what had happened is, here we go again, Elise making it a big elaborate thing. So I was trying all these tricks and like trying to do things to get a reaction from him. And he's just like, don't do any of that. So I finally was like, guide me through how you want it and what you like. And then we just maintain that communication going forward. And it was like, just basic, just easy. He's like, I'm easy. Stop making me harder. Than I am. <laughs> you don't need all that other shit you've been trying to throw in there. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Like I've had it in my mind, like how many years has this been going on? And I didn't know, mm -hmm. <laughs> making it more and more elaborate as the years go on. <laughs> Let me throw in one more trick. Maybe that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I'm assuming that, you know, everybody's the same and like men uh, like it all the same way and do what you read in the Cosmopolitan. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no alphabet. No alphabet. <laughs> No tricks. Yeah. And I, I think that the, that the communication and, you know, and the difference that 
for some men, it's really easy to get off that way. And for others, it's not at all. And, um, and recognizing that that's the distinction that's about them and has nothing to do necessarily with us. And that's okay. That's okay. So that's been one that's been, that I, I need to remind myself of on occasion, you know, that I'm not, it's not that I'm doing anything wrong. This, this just isn't their preferred way of, of going. Of course, sometimes that increases the challenge. I'm like, oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> and they're just over there like, <sighs> yeah, <no. laughs> jump on top, come on, <laughs> just jump on top and let's finish this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we've uh, made it such a prized thing to get to the end, to, to make your partner come like you are this incredible goddess. If you can get them to that point mm -hmm. and we move in that direction without even considering what they might want and enjoy or how they function. And I think to some extent men do the same, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just recently had conversation about how, one of the greatest gifts, and this was from a man, one of the greatest gifts a man can give a woman is, is an orgasm. And, you know, that that's like a prized thing to be able to share and offer. And I thought, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. And I'm grateful. Cool. And what if I don't want one? You know, what, what if that's not what I'm necessarily after? What if the quickie to get you off is more interesting to me than whatever it's going to take to get me there. And, uh, you know, but being willing to communicate that. And I, I think, I think that there's probably a lot of assumptions that are made on both sides and maybe assumptions are kind of like judgment and are not sexy. Hmm. Hadn't thought about that. Yeah, Cause then it moves into that forceful energy of like, I just got to make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And we get all up in our heads about it and it's, it's not desirable and it probably makes it that much harder for the other person to get off. Yeah. And one of the things that for some people, the element of connection is so sexy in and of itself, you know, so eye contact during the blowjob, for example, you know, and that, that whole intimacy of actually really seeing rather than trying to avoid the person to focus all the, the attention on, you know, the penis, <laughs> there's a person behind the penis too. Um, that there's some element of, of intimacy and connection that probably is important for different people as well. You know, some people really crave it and others, um, it might make them feel uncomfortable. And so learning, learning your partner well enough to know what that level is and see it, it's these little discoveries I think that keeps sex interesting. It's the little discoveries along the way of learning who your partner is. And I think that this is why I've never been a fan of, of just of casual sex. That's, that's never re really been my deal because then it is all about the sex and less about the connection and about the person and about learning over time and experiencing over time. And I think that's really sexy. The, the discovery to me is, is yeah. uh, sexy in and of itself. So. Yeah, I think that as long as we stay open, I don't think we could ever have like everything explored, yeah. everything discovered. I think that it's probably an 
endless journey of exploration. And I love those words, journey and exploration and adventure. You know, those are the kinds of words that, that light my soul up, not just, not just my parts, you know, but, but my heart and my soul too. And so the ability to bring all that together with pleasure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting all excited now. <laughs> I know. And I, all I'm doing is uh, imagining in my husband's head. So I'm a little distracted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it just comes down to that sexiness absolutely is about embodiment. Mm, right. Mm. And, and being connected to our bodies out of our head space. Mm -hmm. And when we're, we have that connection to the bodies and we don't have the judgment and the guilt and the shame weighing everything down. Yeah. So it comes back to presence and we've talked about, right? Presence equals pleasure. So it seems like these are all the same things. So as far as presence is concerned and like getting out of the head. So I'll, I'll admit that sometimes what I'm trying to get there, right? Whether solo or, or even sometimes with a partner trying to get there, um, I will get pretty imaginative in my brain, right? <laughs> the, the whole scenes that I create and just to help. And, and sometimes I wonder, does that actually help or does it hurt? I know it decreases connection when I do that, you know, because then it's not about the person, but about whatever I'm creating in my head. Um, What's your take on that? Where, where, what have you seen for you in that area? I only fantasize when I'm going solo. It's not something that I don't think has ever come up with mm -hmm. my husband. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely going solo, it gets, it gets me there faster. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it enhances it necessarily. I'd probably have to pay more attention. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm pretty voyeuristic. And so if I'm going solo, I want all the visualizations, <laughs> but, um, yeah, with my husband, I've got him. So I just gotta keep my eyes open. I've got everything I need. That's beautiful. Lucky fella. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But just in thinking about presence, you know, that I'm, I'm realizing for me, that probably takes me out of, of being present because then I'm putting, I'm become, you know, I'm putting attention somewhere else. And when I do that, then it's all about just getting off at, at that yeah. point. You know, it's all about getting to the orgasm. And, um, you know, that's one thing when I, when I started really practicing sexual alchemy, which for me, you know, just working the energy and, and those elements, for me, it's a lot easier solo to do that. But in doing that, the visualization wasn't necessary, even mm -hmm. solo, you know, the fantasies weren't necessary. I was able to, to, you know, um, move the energy in such a way that it was easier to get there without, without them actually. And I appreciated that. No judgment, you know, e e either way. Um, just a recognition that probably, even though it might feel sexy in my brain, you know, doing, doing the visualization, um, that it does pull me out of, of the moment. Yeah. I would say that's true for me too, that it's very much a heady space to be in and tends to create this energy of like, just be done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get there. Get there. Get there. <laughs> yeah. 
I've got breakfast to make or <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever comes up. Yeah. Um, and I find that, you know, we, we haven't really talked about porn. Um, but I find that being kind of the same thing that, that with that, you know, for me, it, it's all about just getting there instead of, uh, you know, it, no connection, no, no, whatever. It's all external at that point. Not, you know, so just, just noticing distinctions. Yeah. And for some people, I know that it's hard for them to get there without, you know, either fantasizing or the, or porn or, or whatever. And I've heard that with men sometimes that they're so visual by nature, you know, that, that there's both the, the visual of actually eyes open looking at the partner, but then, you know, possibly a whole lot of visualization or, or, you know, fantasy going on in the mind too. And, you know, does that impact, does that impact anything? Does that, how is that affecting connection? And we don't know what's going on in the mind. So maybe it doesn't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Be interesting to have a conversation with a Bella, you know, about, about that element as well. I'm going to ask my husband. <laughs> no, tell me about your third eye. <laughs> how it gets involved. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would be curious. I, w- I would be really curious. You know, because I, it's some movies, you know, when that, I'm thinking about the movie. Have you ever seen the movie Couples Retreat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it cracks me up. But when they're talking about the highlight reel, you know, and, and playing the high, highlight reel during sex and, and is, is that okay? Is it not okay? Is it cheating? Is it not cheating? What if it's with your spouse, you know, or with, with your partner? And how, how does that all play out? Uh, silly, you know, dynamic that they were talking about there. But, but thinking about the highlight reel and how, how does that impact? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that yeah I, I mean at that point it, it is probably just about the end the end game instead of about the connection during the journey is is my guess I don't know yeah yeah I will say that the things I tend to fantasize about are not any not things I'm interested in doing in real life oh and that whenever I've tried it's been like it was way better in my mind I wish I had just kept it there <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm exactly the same way, you know, that, that what goes on in the mind is the likelihood that it's going to ever be experienced is very minimal, <laughs> you know, not likely at all. And the idea that even if it was, it would probably be a letdown, you know, mm-hmm. because some things you can build up more in your mind than the actual experience. Absolutely. You know? So it's interesting you say that. Yeah. I thought it was just me. <laughs> not just me. Okay. Thank you. Uh, So I'm thinking about what can I do to just feel sexier this week? And and is that a goal? Is it a goal to feel sexy or to want to feel sexy? In the past for me, the answer has been no, right? That that Mm. feeling sexy um, felt unsafe. And, um, but I don't live in that space anymore. I, I, think, I think I've outgrown, I've outgrown that. Um, so now the, the safety and security and desire to want to feel sexy, not necessarily for anybody else, not looking sexy for anybody else, but just wanting to feel sexy for me. And what can I do to, to support and encourage that? Huh. I really like the idea of just exploring when it shows up for me, like what's going on and what's cultivating that rather than seeking to create it myself, see how it's naturally showing up. 
Yeah. And how I'm defining sexy and where there might be more opportunities to allow that energy to come forward that maybe I'm dismissing. Ooh. So again, it goes back to awareness and mm-hmm. allowing and recognizing. Yeah. And forcing. And not forcing. There there are certain things that are do oriented things. Like I know when my toenails are painted, I do. I just feel sexier. <laughs> You know, when they start chipping or whatever, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that doesn't feel so sexy. So there are certain things um, that I'm like, ah, looky there. (laughs) My first, you know, post-quarantine little adventure out is, you know, to to, to go see my my wax friend. (laughs) Okay, let's just just make that happen. Before I get my roots done, before I get anything else done, it's let let's do that because there's something about that. I'll, I'll admit that um, that does feel sexy to me, and and so being being willing to just okay, let's let that's all right, let's do it, and that's not the case for everybody, and that's cool. There's no sexiness in in the act. I mean, in the process of of that, but afterwards, I I like feel. I like feel. And so anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to give myself that little gift. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But beyond that, yeah, I think, it, I think I love the fact that you said just become aware of those moments when you do feel sexy, what's going on, you know, what, what is it about that moment? And then maybe giving ourselves the gift of experiencing more of those moments. Mm. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So for me, more dancing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Turn up the music and just dance more. Love it. We'll see if it's in the bedroom too. Yes. (laughs) We'll see. And I'm curious to hear what your husband says about, uh, fantasy and visualization. Mm, me too. Related things. So I hope that you'll, that you'll share <laughs> what you learn. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyway, any, anything else on your mind for today? No, no. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm feeling sexy. You're just for having <laughs> talked about feeling sexy. So thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's been another fun conversation, another fun episode. We in- appreciate you so much joining us for OMG Spot and uh, hope that you'll come join us on the Facebook page as well. And for any of you listening, we would love it if you would be willing to write a review on whether you're listening on, on Google Podcast or Spotify or, or iTunes. Just feel free to write a review because that obviously helps us know if we're offering things that are, that are enjoyable and hopefully uh, thought-provoking and soul-enhancing maybe even for you and uh, gives other people a, a chance to connect to the podcast as well. So Elise, until next time, my friend. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.